0: My break. This is another film that
1: you saw on your break?
0: I really do feel like I miss my calling. I feel like I am such a gangster. Okay, okay, oh. yeah. I you know, I'm white. But I don't identify as white
1: So when a lala hits your lips, what does that mean, Sarah?
0: When a lala, it's when a joint hits my lips Wow, okay I know. I, I want to live the thug life
1: You you are thug life You should get it tattooed right across your stomach
0: I'm not, I'm, I don't know how much longer Do you think without pissing a bunch of people off I could stop identifying as white? No <laughs> That sucks I really don't want to be white anymore It's so boring
1: but no, it's not. There's many interesting Caucasians. Oh, who? Nobody.
0: Bowtie Joe is raising his hand. <laughs> Bowtie Joe, the man, uh, our longtime fan sponsor, financial advisor of this podcast. So far, it's going well. We had a couple other job offers yesterday. You, I'll tell. Crossing
2: to friend.
1: I
0: mean, oh, you I are friend? Didn't friend? I say friend? No,
1: you missed that on friend. We had
0: some other job offers yesterday. I can't disclose.
1: Hmm, but.
0: Because I don't even know if there are any. If Wait, good. are we
1: going back to Cali? I mean, are we going to Cali? Do you want
0: to move to another city? Do I? Yeah. I don't know. It would depend on the city? Yeah. See, here's the thing. If it's I like Indianapolis,
1: like... you can suck my ass. But like, you know.
0: Because <laughs> like Indianapolis it.
1: sucks. And anyone who's ever been to Indianapolis knows that it sucks.
0: <laughs> Where else would you not want to live? I don't want to live in Cincinnati either. Who?
1: Um, I... Really? Can I be honest here? Be on- it's going to upset please, my family a lot, but I would never want to live in Florida. Like, You're over Florida? Dude, oh my God. It's a cesspool down there. <laughs> it is horrendous. That's our
0: Florida base. No, no,
1: no, no, no. Not everybody, but they know what I'm talking about, okay? There's just a, there's a small percentage of Floridians that just kind of ruined the experience for everybody else. And I don't know if I can go down there and live with
0: my parents. I don't want to live uh, anywhere north. I don't. You know what? Here's the thing. I'll piss people off. Boston. I'm from New England. I'm a Mainer. Boston, I think, is such a Oh, really? Oh, my God. I've never
1: been to Boston, but I feel like it'd be fun. I'm
0: sorry. I know a lot of my friends who live in Boston a lot uh, listen to this podcast, but I just can't. But think about all the... The weather sucks. It's so shitty. It's such a shitty town.
1: But you could wear so many cardigans just draped over your shoulders, and no one would judge you. (laughs)
0: No, I see him not identifying like that oh. anymore.
1: Oh, okay. No! All right, all I right. I need flavor. You need some flavor? Yes. <laughs> Is that with an A at the end?
0: Yes. Like... F- and let me just tell you, a lot of lalas are gonna hit these lips. You
1: have, you are never gonna smoke weed. Stop <laughs> saying you're gonna talk. Like, okay, ah. I
0: don't think I am. It's Here's such a tease. Thing.
1: Like people are like, "Sue me, dude. Why don't you ever get her high?" I was like, "Because she just talks it all the time. This is like seven years in the making that she just talks about it. She's never gonna do it." I know. I, it. Think I even I gotta brought, give it up. I even brought you your own personal size joint <laughs> to Ty's wedding. Okay, just for you. And you were there talking about, woo, I'm going to smoke this. I can't wait. Telling everyone at the wedding how you were going to get high, only for you to be like, nah, I don't want to smoke it, Sammy. And I have to smoke it outside by myself.
0: I know. Well, you know, I realize this. I don't think I can smoke weed. You know, it's the only place in my life. I really, uh, I feel like addiction is the lowest depth of misery. And I'm not calling you an addict. You're
1: calling me an addict, you (laughs)
0: asshole. I'm not, not, but you know, I just don't want to, I don't want to ever be a role model for anyone, but in the department of substances, I feel like it is the one place where I'm really true to that. Like I, you know, I definitely had a drinking problem when I was in college, no doubt. Like my friends had an intervention, but now I just drink in serious moderation and I just don't want to go down that, like, I just don't want to go down you that You either path. drink
1: seriously or in moderation? Is <laughs> no, that what that means?
0: You know me, I don't even, I have two drinks now. That's my max.
1: Yeah, but then you're also hammered after two drinks. So that's different. Like.
0: I, I know. I don't think I I don't think I'm gonna smoke. You're just
1: lucky. I think that's what you forget. You're lucky.
0: And I don't want to be like I am really enjoying my life and this earth completely sober.
1: Really? Yeah. You've never experienced it completely high then. (laughs) I tell you (laughs) what, because when you're completely baked everything like I have there's give me a single experience in life and I can tell you I've done it sober and I've done it high, and ninety-nine percent of the time, way better high.
0: Um traveling to Rome. And experiencing the Vatican,
1: dude. I've traveled all around the world, and trust me, it's fun being there sober. But when you do finally smoke a doobie in Vietnam, because they're going buy one marijuana, 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 <laughs> dude, it was a fucking amazing.
0: Well, I, I marijuana, marijuana,
1: marijuana, 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 marijuana. Cigarette, I was cigarettes. like, you guys, I already bought some. Leave me alone.
0: <laughs> you said that you no. This is baloney. This is how I know you want to be sober. Because you traveled to Vietnam and and your Malaysia experience, and you did it for three weeks, and you did not use substances, and you did not have sex. I did not
1: use substances. I did not have sex. I did not use substances in Malaysia, Thailand, Singapore. I just smoked a little bit of weed in Vietnam.
0: I want people to know what a vagina you truly have because you actually recreated the book Eat, Pray, Love. Oh, my God. It was
1: so pathetic. And the worst thing was, like, after a day of, like, going out and exploring, because I was, like, a single male traveler, whoever my tour guide was, or which local I would ever find in whatever city, they'd always drop me off right at the whorehouse at the end of it. (laughs) They always would, because they're just assuming. They're like, well, you're here alone. Like, you just had a long, sweaty day. You've had a few beers. figure you. want to bang someone. I'd be like, actually, can I just go back to my hotel and take a nap?
0: Wow. Look at you and your little eat, pray, love.
1: Well, you know. You know, the sex industry is a little shady industry, so I don't like to... Oh, toy. you don't
0: want any STDs? Such a purist.
1: Such a purist. Actually, you know what? Boom. Never what? had an STD, and I'm pretty proud of that. 30 years old. Um, have you been
0: on a boat high? Because ha- I would think that would not Sarah, help.
1: Yes, being on a boat high <laughs> is amazing. Because you actually feel, like, when I was in Panama... Smoked tons of weed, and we got on a boat, and we were just going through in the middle of a storm. I honestly thought like I was in the uh, what's that movie that they all die?
0: Oh, um, oh, the with Mark movie. Wahlberg. Yeah, oh, Mark God. Wahlberg. Uh, that
1: perfect movie. Storm.
0: Perfect storm. The perfect
1: storm. I felt like I was in the perfect storm, and it was phenomenal.
0: God damn it, we can't remember one. Skydiving. Film on
1: this. Skydiving. High was way better than sober. City,
0: you almost forgot to pull. You forgot to pull the shoot and then you landed on a field four feet or four and miles. And that was from when I was sober.
1: Field. That's what I'm trying to say. That's what happened when I was sober. <laughs> like that was a horrible experience when I was sober. <laughs>
0: Well, I don't think I'm going to get high. I really don't, you know. And here's the other thing: I want to know your thoughts on this because yesterday we had my friend Mike Seidel, who I worked with when I was in stadium co-host at the Nats. Been a long time friend. Mm-hmm, and then it, you
1: lost it, your job for a minor dick joke, <laughs> like the like the smallest dick joke. It wasn't even. It was a it was a subtle reference to a dick joke. They
0: used to have a pitcher there, I believe his name was Wong, and I they did not give me a pronunciation guide. So when I went to do a live hit in the stadium, I said, uh, "How are you feeling about Wang?" Chances today, I asked like uh, somebody in the studio, and they got really pissed. They were really upset about that. That's yeah. amazing. though. they were like, "You're out there making Wang jokes. Somebody could take this viral." I was like, "All right, seriously." Um, I didn't. I honestly thought it was pronounced. It was spelled W-A-N-G. Isn't that how you say Wang?
1: That's how I'd say Wang. Thank but you, Wong, Sarah.
0: And I, you know, and I was just not asked back, which I don't think is really fired. Because they, they might ask us back now. No,
1: they, they, you were fired. You were fired. <laughs> well,
0: whatever. You know what? Fine. If you can't handle a dick joke, if you don't want my dick jokes, then you don't. Then deserve... Then you don't get
1: all of me. You
0: don't deserve my grapefruits. So there.
1: There you go. Look yeah. at you. So eat, pray, love.
0: You're the little eat, pray, lover. I just want to tell you, I am feeling so good about. Honestly, if you're at a dead end job today, I want you to tell. I want to tell you, things do get better. Honestly, hang in there. I look forward to this job every day. I really do. Do you?
1: I do, actually. Isn't and actually it amazing
0: where we're at? I pinch myself because so many people are coming up and they're going, oh, my God, the podcast is doing amazing. We're loving it. You seem like you guys are really happy now. I am so happy, I, I can't for, tell you.
1: I look forward to continue doing this for years to come, but remember, we can only do that, Sarah, as long as we play the disclaimer before we start saying dick jokes. You
0: did make a disclaimer, let's hear this. The disclaimer. Oh, I love that.
1: Whoa, hold on, that's Biggie oh, yeah? again.
0: Let's do more Biggie. More Biggie, yeah. In the disclaimer.
1: And the disclaimer, Now here's the disclaimer. So now you know. A statement intended to specify or deal with the scope of rights and obligations that may be exercised and enforced by parties in a legally recognized relationship. Wait, what? This is your disclaimer. The Hey Frage podcast may not be suitable for all ears.
0: Oh, <laughs> like the, oh. oh. I think mean, that's great. I think that's the most professional thing we have on the show, Thank which you. is awesome. If we, yeah, there's the disclaimer. Uh, so now you know, little ears should not be listening to this. Please, which is more? Ins- <laughs> please, what? I mean,
1: please don't have your little ears listen to this.
0: I know. Well, here's my other question to you. Before Dan, my boyfriend, gave us some more critiques of the podcast. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so I'll tell you about those. But how young is too young to be on Snapchat? How young is too young to be on Snapchat? Yeah. What the fuck? Is that
1: even a question?
0: <laughs> I honestly don't know. I don't have kids. I don't. I never babysat growing up. I worked at a bowling center. That was my job after school job. So I never actually babysat. I, I don't know anything about children, but I have a nine-year-old niece who screenshotted our snapchat yesterday because i think on there it said something about butt shots and blowjob classes and sent me it and she goes on sarah this is not appropriate and i'm like oh my god you're on snapchat
1: why is your niece on snapchat no okay that's when i would have to take it serious because snapchat is remember snapchat was originally meant for dick pics okay like it was originally just for nudity photos back and forth back and forth they got deleted whatever i don't understand what a nine-year-old is going to show me in their daily life like how many pictures of their Legos and dolls could I see without being like, okay, I get it. You play with Legos well, and dolls all day. in all
0: fairness, I think she had my brother's phone, mm, and okay. she used that. So my, I texted my brother, and I said, hey, heads up, she's using your Snapchat without knowing. But I'm like, oh, my gosh, now I feel like guilt that I need to make our Snapchat appropriate. Why would you? No, no. So we just, just gotta make a, sure she's off Snapchat. We'll just
1: put a disclaimer on the Snapchat.
0: <laughs> We're going to have so many so disclaimers. So many disclaimers. <laughs> Well, Dan gave you some notes for the podcast. You want to hear? Yeah, I
1: want to hear the notes, actually.
0: You know, my boyfriend, Dan, been together almost three years. He's a religious listener to this podcast mm-hmm. and definitely is like, he's ride or die. He's involved in the podcast. Yes,
1: he is rider. He's, he's your ride or die bitch.
0: <laughs> he is my ride or die bitch. Mm-hmm. So here were the things that he took, you know, some notes. Because he, he's the one that said we needed a disclaimer.
1: Okay, boom, got it.
0: Um, I'm trying to think of what were the other ones, the feedback that he gave us? I can't He wanted remember. me to keep
1: the volumes consistent.
0: Oh, so the new feedback he gave you was that the volumes need to stay, stay the same level
1: Between each podcasts. East
0: podcasts. Yeah, yeah and I was trying that.
1: to explain that, you know, I've just been kind of tweaking, trying to find the nice little audio balance for us here, using different compressions, and so I think I figured it out, and it should be pretty standard for me. He here had, on had on. that
0: same thing when you were playing the audio clips.
1: Yeah. I know. Like I said, I've just been <laughs> tweaking it. I don't know. I don't know what to tell him. <laughs>
0: And Then the other thing was, he said it sounds really crappy when we have a guest on, but we don't have a third mic. Well,
1: yeah, because you know people need to a learn to speak in a mic. It's amazing to me that people will watch us on the podcast and see how close we are to the microphone, <laughs> and then they get on and they'll literally stand thirty feet away and be like, "What? Why can't why you hear me? Don't I don't know. understand." You know, so I think a we need a new microphone, which you're taking care of, which is I'm, awesome today. Yeah, and then yeah, then we'll have someone. We'll just put a look. I think what we should do is we should just put a penis. Right there on the thing and be like, if it does not touch your forehead, you are not close enough.
2: Like this thing in the
1: garage? Yeah, like a garage thing. Or like, you know, we can put a tennis ball. Maybe that's well, a little bit more appropriate. Sammy. We'll dangle a tennis ball from the ceiling. So that way you have to get your forehead to touch the tennis ball. And that's how you know you're close enough to the microphone. So maybe we're
0: going to have President Trump on this podcast. and He's going to have to touch a dick to get that close to the mic.
1: By the way, hold on. You want to get 25 million views? Have President Trump. or Oh, my God. I can't wait really to call him President Trump. <laughs> have Donald Trump sit there with a dick on his forehead. <laughs>
0: I'm kidding, by the way. That was a joke. I'm sure he won't be president, but I just like to fire people up. Oh
1: Dude, I didn't even realize you said that until I said it, and I realized how horrendous that sounded.
0: <laughs> Clearly, it will be President Sanders. Obviously. Obvi Obvy. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> enough political talk. On this on this podcast, we don't really do a lot of politics. All right. We hope that we're funny, we're entertaining, a little inspiring, and more pop culture than you would. Be like Be
1: honest, we don't do politics because we don't know shit, nor <laughs> do we give a shit <laughs> it's about true. politics.
0: I don't know dick about politics. I really don't. Anyway, yesterday on the podcast, we had teased several things, right? So uh, one was, you know, more about making a murderer. I was only on episode four. I watched two more episodes. And we got to talk about that because yesterday, several of the attorneys, the attorneys for uh, Stephen Avery, mm-hmm. as well as the two women who did the documentary for Netflix, were actually on today's show. So we'll have some audio clips of those coming up uh, that we'll get into. Also, um, We have to discuss this, but we in America are notorious for making fun of the British for this, but you can Uh, no longer do it. Oh, okay, Any guesses?
1: Tea and crumpets? Was I close? It's
0: not tea and crumpets. Mm. Nine mistakes that we're making dining out. For those of you who who know us and are getting used to the podcast, Sammy is definitely the foodie. He's an absolute food... uh, What's that word? Like... um,
1: Call me a food anus? Is that what you're going to you try to call me?
0: <laughs> like extraordinaire. You're so good with food. You know food, wine, drinking, especially in the D.C. area, better than anybody else. So, this article, I am guilty of all these. And now I'm feeling like a very low class diner. Mm. So, I want to know, I want you to judge okay. me, honestly. But these right. are nine mistakes that we're making when we're dining out. A bitch massage is the hottest new rage. I want to know if I can get one in D.C. Uh, and then also, Sammy swallowed cum. So, yeah. we'll discuss okay, that. yeah. That's... <laughs> right. Isn't that it? What you said, no, that was people. uh, What was that? Do you want to start with that? Do you want me to start with that one? Well, yeah, that, and then we have to discuss our class because yesterday, um, Sammy had told me that for Christmas he got me a blowy class
1: no it's called blow his mind fellatio workshop okay fellatio
0: workshop fellatio workshop and people did tweet me and they want to come on it by the way (laughs) they want to come with me so so but i do want to say hi to some people that have downloaded and checked out our podcast at jacob 22 allen on twitter uh hey guys i just listened to you you guys are amazing also asap no it's nom i maloney Thank you very much, Victoria, which is Little Mix. Max says, "I can't wait for today's not a cast pod." So Sammy can explain why he told people that he swallows cum for a living.
1: Okay, awesome. All right, let's just hit that one right off uh, the bat.
0: Good cat. I want to say good morning to you, Mary Klein. Thank you so much, Benji D B Benji I W. Thank you so much. Um, and then is it is it on Hell? No, Angel Galvez.
1: On Hell? Are you were trying. <laughs> it's Angel Sarah, I believe. I don't know how he would pronounce
0: I don't know. I feel like there's, right? I'm saying that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? yeah Angel? You
1: know, no, you're talking about the, the baseball team, the Anaheim and Hells. <laughs>
0: Shut up. Louie Ortiz and carp underscore DM. Thank you guys all for downloading the podcast. And you can follow us on our social medias Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter. I'm under at HeyFraish, H E Y F R A S E. At the Sammy K, S A M Y K. So please follow us. We love to be engaged with you. And ultimately, the best thing you can do, because lots of people are emailing and, and tweeting me, like, how can I get involved in the podcast? Please share it. Share it with somebody that has never seen it. Share it on Facebook. Uh, encourage your coworkers. We would freaking love you. And then when you do it, tweet us and um, we'll do some random gifts. Bowtie Joe, yes, you're raising your hand. Uh,
2: they're no longer the Anaheim Joe. Oh,
1: oh, I didn't know. Well, this is part of the sports quiz for later, then. Why are you trying to give me tips? I don't care. I'm, I'm
2: here to be your fact checker. All right. All right.
0: No. <laughs> the on oh, whatever. whatever. Los Angeles, oh, Los Angeles. I didn't even know what Hells. they were. Uh, Bowtie Joe is going to do a little sports quiz for us later, because I have been saying on this podcast, I do love sports. I don't know a lot about sports yet, um, but if there's anyone, I mean, you ought to know something about sports, Sammy, but you Sure.
1: Don't. I know Ken Griffey Jr. had a baseball game on N64. Okay. That's about it. That's about it. That's all I know.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, we'll take that sports quiz as well, and uh, I'm going to re-gift something that I got for Christmas to the winner. Can't wait. So, tell me about this story. What the hell? Why were you saying yesterday?
1: Well, okay. First, let's get some some nice background music for me. Okay. So, as you know, like you just mentioned earlier, I'm a big foodie. Okay, I love food and I've actually traveled around the world and I have eaten ceviche. I traveled specifically for ceviche. Oh, sure. Okay,
0: and ceviche is just raw fish, right? Raw or fish. fish and like salted, right? And
1: it's marinated like in lime and different spices and stuff like that. And but mainly like some how it's sort of cooked. acid juice and that's how it's cooked, right? Okay. So, sorry. I just love it's raining, man. I'm sorry. Okay, I'll put the music on. One of down your favorite go. songs. One of my favorite songs I'm talking about me supposedly eating man juice. Um, no, so uh, I'm a big food person and I was actually. When you go and you travel, they actually have the leftover kind of liquid from the ceviche, and they'll sell that to you for hangovers or just to take sips of, right? And it's called Leche de Tigre, all right?
0: Leche de Tigre. And I've
1: had this all over the world, okay? Whenever I traveled to Panama, that's all I did was I had ceviche. I did it in Costa Rica, same thing, always. Well, recently at the Farmer's Fishers Bakers, when I was working there with a bunch of my Guatemalan friends, <laughs> Yeah. Uh... They were talking about Leche de Tigre, and they said it, and all I hear, because I don't understand Spanish, is Leche de Tigre. It's was like, yo, dude, I know Leche de Tigre, man. Like, I went to Panama, and I had Leche de Tigre. I had in Costa Rica. And they just kind of cock their heads to the side and look at me, and I'm like, yeah, dude, like I, had, like, I had Leche de Tigre. I'm, like, motioning, like, me taking shots, <laughs> but it looks like I'm doing something else. I'm, like, I had Leche de Tigre, like, dude, like, all day, every day when I travel. Like, I love that shit, dude. I drink so much of that. It's so good for everything. Like, it's so good. I love Leche de Tigre. And they just all start crying, laughing. And then I don't get it. They don't understand why I'm talking about this. They don't understand there's some translation error. We finally find someone that speaks, uh, that speaks Spanish. And that's when they inform me that I've informed the entire <laughs> kitchen staff that I enjoy man juice morning, and day, and night, all around the world. So Leche
0: de Tigre can also mean can also drinking mean man juice? can
1: also mean man juice, yes.
0: Oh, my God. So, so is that, like, your nickname now? now in the they, kitchen? Yeah, now they all
1: come up to me. They call me Leche de Tigre, <laughs> or, like, they come by me. Like, the people don't want to shake my hands anymore. <laughs> Leche de Tigre. Like, yeah, because I told everyone in the kitchen that I just sit there and I just guzzle down man juice. Like, it was the worst and they won't let me live it down. Like, the worst thing is, there's this innocent old lady that works there, okay? Even she's, she's making fun of me for it. Like, I, she doesn't even know how to say anything in English except for, oh, saw me, saw me. And I'm just like, fuck. Yeah, that's me. The guzzler. The <laughs> guzzler.
0: Dude, you can't get a it's break. Hor-
1: it's horrendous. <laughs> yeah, oh my man. Please, to say, I think oh I'm just my gonna. God. At this point, it's like, do you stick
0: around? No, probably just gonna quit. You're... No, don't quit. Probably just well, gonna quit. You're I'm... gonna have to quit because snack lines are getting so huge. I'm the
1: guzzler there. That's why I'm gonna quit because I got such a great <laughs> reputation.
0: Leche de Tigre. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, I can't
0: wait to tweet that out later. Yeah, there
1: you go. So just so you know, if you're talking in Panama, Peru, or Costa Rica, Leche de Tigre is the actual <laughs> liquid from the ceviche. Everywhere else, man juice.
0: Leche de Tigre. Yeah,
1: so. Uh,
0: when are you going back into work there?
1: <laughs> Probably never now. Oh, no. stop.
0: You're going to, I mean, come on.
1: Saturday is actually my last brunch.
0: That's it? You're, then you're done?
1: My Saturday's my last brunch, and I'm just going to hide out in the bakery like one day a week, maybe one day every two weeks.
0: And why is this? Because snacklins have taken off? All... I
1: just have too much work to do. Yeah. I mean, with the podcast and everything, I'm not... Oh, I know. I got a lot of shit to do.
0: We are doing... I guess we might as well officially announce it because it's happening. We are doing a live show, our very first live show and taping, Friday, January 29th. 7.30 mm-hmm. p.m. show. So awesome. Doors open at 6.30 Ticket price, $15, and then they have food and drink. It's here at the DC Improv. Dude, you're
1: going to come by, get some booze yeah. and
0: drinks. Oh, my God. We're going to do it. Watch the
1: podcast.
0: A, watch the podcast. We're going to have special guests. We're going to do a little uh, meet and greet and hang out with you guys. So it, it should be live on, on the improv, dcimprov.com's mm-hmm. website, by the end of this week. And then you can start purchasing tickets. Are you nervous for that?
1: I'm really nervous for it, actually. Because I just it's just, it, to me, it's mind-blowing, the fact that people, you know, like... The notion of actually sitting there, because it's one thing—it's kind of a comfortable. You and I sitting here I know, with right? a couple of friends. When you have people just looking at you, I feel like I'm going to be way more worried about my wiener jokes.
0: <laughs> well, you got to bring it.
1: I'll bring it. Oh, I'll bring it. Don't worry. It's—it's <laughs> it's pretty much attached to me, Sarah. I can't really get rid of it.
0: No, I mean, I'm talking about the funny. I mean, do you think that we should almost rehearse before? Like, you know, we should do like a...
1: Because we rehearse every day for this. No, I'll all make sure I just have the songs in order this time. So I'm not playing, you know, Notorious B.I.G. over the disclaimer.
0: Okay, well, I'm sure That's Dan it. will be there. <laughs> Dan will have some thoughts, yeah. I'm sure. All right, let's play the intro because we have tons of stories. Making a murderer we've got to talk about. we got to get into all these other pop culture stories you need to know about.
2: Hey. Not a cast pod Hey, great, Sammy K at DC Improv hey. It's a podcast hey. Not a cast pod Hey, great, Sammy K at DC Improv hey
0: love it i love it wednesday here at dc improv we are so grateful for them and uh, you're gonna be here with us january 29th for that sammy i want to get into a couple of these stories so did you realize that the british have had it with americans making fun of their teeth and they actually commissioned a study that now says that americans have worse teeth than the british wait
1: can i tell that was my number two guess
0: it was why didn't you say you should have
1: Because I didn't know, because I guess tea and crumpets, and I was like, what else could it be? Oh, it's got to be their teeth.
0: Well, you know, British have had kind of uh, an ongoing joke that they have terrible teeth. Americans make fun of them, even calling them rabbit teeth at some point. But now they've done a study that says that Americans are missing more teeth. The British Adult Dental Health Survey and U.S. National Health and Nutritional Examination Survey partnered up, and Americans actually have worse teeth than the British. Do you Mm. believe this?
1: Um... Okay, maybe like in general, we have like maybe more worse teeth, but just not as visually prominent. Like there, you could have busted ass teeth and still be like you know a star. (laughs) No one thinks twice about it. Like here, another prime example. I think all of our men that listen and understand this. Adult movies. You can always tell when it's a British actress or an American actress just by the teeth before you even put the audio on.
0: Oh, but h- give me an example. Who?
1: Like, if I'm watching, like... Emily uh,
0: Blunt. She's got lovely teeth.
1: Wait, do you think I actually look up names of porn stars? No, Sarah. Oh, I'm, I
0: thought you we were talking about actresses.
1: Talk about porn, Sarah. Adult movies.
0: <laughs> oh, I thought you just meant, like, you know, in theater. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, no, so, because they
1: have their teeth done. But I'm saying, but even if you see, like, I don't know, like in adult movies, I'll always see bad teeth on the... For, like, the well, taxi cab confessions not, or whatever?
0: Apparently not anymore. These new findings say that Americans' teeth are worse.
1: But it's, it makes sense. Have you ever been to West Virginia? Uh,
0: no, I really haven't been to West I've Virginia I've seen some much. funky
1: teeth, man. Like, I've seen some funky <sighs> teeth.
0: I have been to Maine, though. And let me tell you, there's some missing teeth there. So we no longer can make fun of the Brits for their teeth. Oh,
1: hey, Brits, congratulations. You got that going for you.
0: <laughs> Don't you think they have other things going, too?
1: Yeah. Their dry sense of humor.
0: Well, I, you know, any, I
1: spotted Dick, by the way, <laughs> delicious.
0: Um, I want to know your thoughts on this as well. So I don't know if you saw this blog that went viral over the holiday, mm-hmm. but a guy gave up you know, this is a popular month to give up. Something, you know. Obviously, we're talking about resolutions yesterday. One of my right? friends
1: gave up drinking for a month. I think okay. he's insane. Yes.
0: Well, so did this guy, and he lost fifty pounds by doing it in one month. That's no, 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 no. He lo- he he hasn't drank in two years, but okay, he says okay, that it okay. started with a New Year's resolution and then carried on from there. Andy M. Boyle is his name. He lost seventy-five pounds. He bought his own condo. He finished a first draft of an advice book. He started exercising three days a week, then four. He went from a size XXL to a size large, performed in three comedy festivals, finished multiple drafts of multiple television and movie scripts, and went from a 42-inch waist to a 36-inch waist. And he's encouraging people to give up drinking. And he says that January is the perfect month to do it. And, but I, there's something really interesting, because I'm guilty of doing this, so I wanted to see how you thought, or what your thoughts are about this. But he says that one of the most insulting things that you hear when you give up drinking is that I can't trust someone who doesn't drink. Have you ever said that to someone? I, I
1: say that, and I mean it. Why? Because there's something about, like, I, I can't. Because there's something about you being able to sit there and just be able to sip something and to trust that it's not going to kill I think it goes back to this old, old, old mentality that you would always try to poison people. You don't try to poison your enemies. And so to have a drink with somebody was symbolism like, hey, I'm not trying to kill you. You know? And we're not trying to kill each other. We are friends. And so that drink is more or a symbolism, I think, more than it is anything. Like... So many times with, like, you know, people that I know, it's like we're finally getting to that point where, like, dude, congrats, all right, we got a good deal worked out, we're on equal playing grounds now, let's take a shot, cheers, dink, you know, or, like, and that's what you need, you need that, it's that symbolism. I think more than anything. And even then, what they don't tell you about things like this is, yeah, he lost all that. weight. he also lost all of his friends because no one <laughs> wants to hang out with that loser.
0: Well, he says that. He says, look, many of the people and my friends will give you a lot of shit for not drinking. Here are some of the things that I have been told over the past two years. And I think this is awful, and I feel like I'm guilty of doing this to people when, in fact, I, I just think it's great that you can give it up. Um, you're not fun unless you're drunk. When you don't drink, it makes me feel bad about myself, which makes me not like you. I can't date someone who doesn't want to get drunk with me. Sorry. He said that he's had women say that to him on dates.
1: Well, I, Dude, have you ever been in a relationship with someone that doesn't drink? Uh, I dated someone that I'm doesn't drink think. at all. Never had a sip of alcohol in her life. Can I tell you, it was really awkward sometimes. Because when you're there and you're just raging, having a good time, barely being able to stand up, and she's just there like walking <laughs> behind you, like so... helping pick up your stuff for you, you're like, okay, mom, leave me alone. Jeez.
0: That's so bad, Sammy. Yeah, no, I, it
1: was bad. It was annoying.
0: No, I think it's so great. I mean, I think this is a great month to give it up. And don't you, have you scaled back drinking in your life since, yeah. let's say, five years ago when Absolutely. you used to go out? And even though, like,
1: my buddy that gave up drinking, like, he's given up drinking for a month, right? He's still hanging out. I think a lot of people take that and they just make themselves so antisocial because they only go out. And if they're not going out, they're not going to drink. You know, like, if they're not drinking, they're not going to go out. And so, I just, I don't know. I think it's based on the person that you actually are. Like, clearly this guy had shitty friends to begin with because they were lame before they were drunk. Okay,
0: well, I take offense to this because here's the thing. Like I told you, I'm drinking less and less, right, in my life. And you become
1: lamer and lamer. (laughs)
0: So not true.
1: It's not true, but okay, keep going.
0: Anyway, here's the thing. If I were to ever be single again, I think that I would actually rather start going out on dates with people where I met them for coffee or actually did something that didn't involve drinking. Don't you think that you get to a point in your life, like, I'm so over, because, you know, I'm 30-ish, so I'm so over mm-hmm. going out with people at over 30 and then all you do is drink. Don't you think it's fucking, I've been there, done that. Like, I don't want to go, I don't want to get drunk anymore. I do like to go to a nightclub once in a while. Well, like, clearly, I your end game is way
1: different than what my end game, per se, would be with a date.
0: Which is wh- because what? Because your end I game is. I can have is- sober sex. I am totally there. I can have sober what sex. What
1: fun is that? Why not? Oh, my gosh. Nothing's better than find the hole, find the hole, find the hole. <laughs> what, that's my favorite game.
0: When you're drunk. When you're
1: so schmammered. No,
0: it's so gr- I Honestly, I think I would be so disgusted now going out with a guy who got wasted, and that was like our first time having sex. It's so like, what are we, 24? But I think like that's what you're
1: like. If you're going out, that's what you're wanting to be like. I don't know, coffee, to me, it's more like, yeah, it's like a serious normal. date. It's a serious, like yeah. that's like serious, like, oh, shit. I actually maybe kind of want to date this girl long term. Okay, maybe. But if it's just me trying to, like, you know, go on a date with some girl, I want to go have drinks. Because that way, if it's shitty, I still feel good about myself. Nothing's worse than, like, a shitty coffee date and you leave and you're like, ugh, all I have is a coffee buzz. No,
0: it saves I feel like it saves you. Here's the thing. Because when you start drinking and you're out on a first date, you begin to ignore immediate red flags that you would, like, pick up. If you're on coffee and you're sober, you're either you're going to figure out if you have chemistry with that person sober or not.
1: That's a really intimate thing to me. Coffee is just so like at least at a bar, you can sit there, you can people watch, you can you know judge other people. you can kind of take the conversation away from you guys. When I'm like I guess on a first date, it's what I'm, you're looking for. you're looking to actually find out more about that person on a first date, yeah, I'm looking and you do to it's find sober. out no, I looked. to I don't see I don't want to find out about that person on the first date. I want to find out how they react in situations on that first date. Oh,
0: so you're going to get really drunk and high and see how they handle it? And see how they
1: handle it, yeah. (laughs) That's what my first date's all about because then, I figure this, if it works out, then I have, let's say, the rest of my life to get to know you. I don't want to get to know you everything on the first date. Like, nothing's worse than when you start meeting someone. They just ask you a million questions. (laughs) And you're like, no wonder I'm fucking bored with you. I got nothing else. I know everything about you. Like, no. I want to see how you react in situations on that first date. So I'm going to take you out. Gonna randomly text my friends without you knowing, find out where they are. We're gonna bump into them, see what they're gonna see, how you react to that. Yeah, it's like more or less like it's like an Iron Man competition.
0: No way. I like. I would go for coffee now. I want to go for like a nice dinner, please. I
1: sit there. I go, hey, you want to go meet up with somebody? Let's go. uh, Let's go to this really nice place. I I want to
0: meet your friends. And then I go and I
1: walk to the bus stop. I go, you got your bus pass, right? (laughs) What? You don't have a smart trip. Uh, all right, this isn't gonna work. Let's get an Uber. Oh my
0: god! And then goodness. at that
1: point, I've already written her off.
0: <laughs> if she doesn't, you're so—that is ridiculous. Yeah, if you
1: don't got a bus pass, I don't want to play with you.
0: Oh come on! I, I well, I do have a smart trip thing. You
1: better. Yeah, I do. No, I'm your... d-
0: I, metro now. I don't have a car.
1: Oh <laughs> yeah, I forgot. I don't
0: have a car. <laughs> now I, I metro everywhere. You're one of us. I love it. I haven't really done the bus yet. I haven't really figured out the bus. I right. love it's very the bus. The 42 is my jam. I don't get the N9, the L2. I can't. You
1: just get on it's one, Sarah. It's weird, and it drives. <laughs> Shut up. When you want it to stop, you just pull a little...
0: Bing! Be honest with me. You always are. Uh-huh. Do you consider me like a classy diner? Do you think I know about food when I go out to eat? Do you think I think
1: I... that you are the definition of what people in D.C. consider to be a classy diner. I think oh, you what's are. That? Okay. And I think that you're misinformed. You just <laughs> kind of show up you're just willing to pay a lot of money but you really have no idea and really as long as it has whatever that buzz food of the year is you think it's the greatest thing that's ever hit your plate
0: do you think i have like I a refined palette
1: i think that you have, i think you, yeah i think you have a refined palette i just don't think you have a discerning palette i just think oh, what's that, the difference like a refined palette means that you actually i think you actually know good stuff when you have it and you understand why it's good but discerning means that You don't understand the difference between, like, as long as they put truffle oil on it, you're like, fucking right, it's delicious, it's got truffles, (laughs) like, there's bad truffles, there's good truffles, like, that's what I mean. And I feel like most people are like this, and it's not like it's a bad thing. It's like, my, people, most of my friends don't understand. All my best friends have no idea.
0: Oh, good, okay. You know, so I I can tell you bad truffles. I had them at Fink and Olive uh, when I got Salmonella.
2: You're bringing that back.
0: So, yes. That was the worst. You
2: get Salmonella from fake. From
0: yes. Dude. Well, allegedly their mushroom truffle risotto was, uh, I guess, doused in pig shit that they didn't. Yeah, that's what they, <laughs> they did. Didn't. Yeah, well, it was. <laughs> don't <laughs> pigs find the truffles or something? Dogs or pigs or pigs, whatever? Pigs yeah, pigs find truffles. Well, so. great. Well, they did a great job of so washing anyways, the pig shit off.
1: I think you actually understand. I think most people in D.C. Okay. understand good quality food, but I think a lot of times <coughs> they just they don't know enough to actually. You know, get into it. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like a lot of people are just gonna pay based on buzzwords, like farm fresh. And oh, it's I like, love well, farm fresh. Yeah, but be like, but what does that mean? Like,
0: farm, oh, that's not but, farm fresh. But to it doesn't table. mean, but it
1: doesn't mean like it could have a bunch of, you know, it could have a bunch of shit in it, it could have a bunch of like antibiotics in it. Like, you don't know. Like, this, the word farm isn't actually a, you know, isn't a good enough, like, I guess. Well, the uh,
0: the Washington Post, they're on our good side today.
1: Oh, good. I love the Washington Post. Yesterday, not so good
0: when they covered Tarek Salahi's wedding. Who the fuck cares? Who
1: cares about Tarek Salahi?
0: But... This one I read and I actually feel really bad about myself and it's the nine mistakes you're probably making while dining out, okay? okay? So this is according to restaurant pros, all right? Uh, Don't stack empty plates. Yes, This is from Elizabeth Parker, general manager at Crane and Turtle. After you finish a course, it's best to leave the busing to the staff at fine dining restaurants. A tower of plates is a visual signal to people in the dining room that the service isn't good. I never realized that, is that true?
1: Well yeah, I mean if you're at TGI Fridays who gives a shit? Like if you want to get it out of your way. But if you're at a nice restaurant, like when you see when you see 17 people walking around that never say a word to you and all they do is they just pick stuff up and drop stuff off, they got it. They got it. Like I think a lot of people go to these restaurants they don't understand because again they're used to going to maybe like a more neighborhoody kind of restaurant you know eating good in the neighborhood do
0: it to consolidate and i always feel like i'm helping them out so i have a soup dish but you're not
1: helping them out because if you think about any good restaurant like that if you're paying like for top dollar for these restaurants Mm -hmm. trust me there's someone that's been watching you eat and they know exactly when you have two bites left they got their staff getting ready and they're gonna come out and they're gonna grab that immediately you don't have to worry about that
0: actually you know i didn't really get reprimanded but i i got a kind of interesting look when i was at marcel's dan mm-hmm. and i went to marcel's on pennsylvania avenue totally worth going yeah super expensive you're not going to leave there without at least 300 dollars for two people right yeah so it was amazing but we wanted to try each other's so i would try and exchange plates with him and they would like rush right over and do it for you it was like a big no-no
1: yeah because you're like, not so oh. well, also in places like that you know they it, assume that you have enough money that you can come by again and buy it if you want to try it <laughs>
0: Well, they were like wrong. sharing
1: is probably a big thing they were too. Wrong. Like sharing oh, I don't like sharing? I'm assuming at nicer restaurants they don't because if you think about they really? make these cuz they're they're meant to be specific plates, like a unique individual plate and a portion that's they're supposed to be beautiful. the whole. Yeah, so all of a sudden you're there you're taking a bite. Yeah, you want to take a bite of this? Like it's not going to be the same, you know what I mean? It's
0: Okay, what about this? They say, don't touch your server. It sounds pretty straightforward, but you'd be surprised. Uh, many guests are very grabby. Most of them uh, have good intentions, but putting your arm on a server's shoulder, grabbing their arm, tugging at them is just not appropriate. Is that true?
1: Uh, I I'd also I've...
0: love to be handsy. Oh, really? I guess yes. I've never touched a Get server. i here. never thought
1: about touching a server before. Oh, my God. You just want to sit there and touch them, stroke them for no well, reason?
0: I always do it like, you know, as a, I always feel like, like, you're um,
1: like oh, hey, and you put yeah, your arm oh on their God. arm. Yeah, yeah. okay. Um, I guess, but maybe maybe people just don't like being touched.
0: They say don't touch your server. Don't smell the wine cork. You're better off just taking a sip to detect any tasting notes. Smelling the cork doesn't tell you anything that the wine won't tell you. And then they also say it's a red flag to show everyone that you have little or no I was Mine gonna say IQ. that's
1: how yeah that's if you see someone sniffing the cork I'm like what a fucking moron <laughs> you don't even like, you can't get anything from that like it's
0: <laughs> oh my god I thought that one was unless fucking unless it's like completely do
1: rancid one. if it's completely rancid yes the cork will give you but guess what so will sipping it you know what I mean like why don't you just sip it <laughs> um,
0: Also on the list, don't leave a meal unhappy. I've totally done this. If you have a problem or something isn't right, let them know immediately so they can fix it. But exiting and then going online is just really real.
1: Yes, you yelping little punks.
0: So, wow, they're actually saying that you should tell the restaurant. These
1: restaurants, they're in the service industry. If you tell someone, hey, this isn't good, I don't like this, they're going to come by. They're going to either offer you to make it over again, to give you something else. But instead, people just want to sit there, be unhappy, tip nothing, walk out, and write this horrible review because they feel good about themselves. And it's like, no, 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 you forget. Remember back when you were a child and your parents would take you to restaurants before Yelp? If you didn't like your spaghetti, you would say that. Your parents would bring over the server, be like, hey, he doesn't like this. Anyway, we could change this for something else. 99% of the time, they would just exchange it, no questions asked, and they just throw it away. Like, That's part of their job. If you just ask people beforehand. People love to complain because they want to feel... Imp- I think people really like the fact that they're like... Yelp superstar reviewers or whatever. Like, they have hundreds of... And it's like, no, no, no. No one really cares. And the only people that do care are other yelp douches like you.
0: yelp douches I've given up on Yelp because I'll tell you, Dan and I had read some Yelp reviews about a sushi place in Arlington. I've already been in trouble once when I outed a restaurant for their Mm -hmm. diarrhea burgers. So I will... Not give you details about the location, but they raved about this place. It was near a metro stop. Okay, the, is it by
1: the Clarendon Metro?
0: <laughs> no, I'm not gonna Ballston. say. Boston. No, I'm not gonna say. Definitely anyway, Boston. No, it was okay. I okay, can't it's go Clarendon on. then. No, you, right, it's yeah, Clarendon. I feel like you've. might. All right, keep
1: going. Keep going.
0: But anyway, it was not good. And everybody had had raved about it on Yelp, and I was so pissed off after. I, I don't go on Yelp anymore and give reviews, but I was really pissed off, and it was so bad. I was like, people's gauge of sushi is so off.
1: Endo Sushi was it Asahi Sushi? <laughs> no stop. Was it Sushi I'm Rock? Not, gotta, I'm gonna start t- glistening off all the no, places.
0: Stop. I don't no? want to <laughs> get in trouble. With it. How about this? But speaking of sushi, they say, and I'm so guilty of this, don't rub your chopsticks together. Disposable chopsticks can splinter when snapped, but avoid rubbing them together to smooth them out. It sends a subtle message. Your host is supposed to serve you good quality chopsticks. Don't be afraid to go outside of your sushi comfort zone. But they say that if you go to a reputable place, you should not be...
1: Well, if you're going to a nice restaurant, you do that only if it's like Chinese carryout and you get them and they kind of break off. You can can do this like that, you know what I mean? But at a nice restaurant, they're not giving you breakable... I sometimes see people do that, too, because I think they think it's, like, some sort of, like, thing you have to do. But really, no, it's just meant to get rid of, like, the sharp shards, like, when you have Yeah, I shitty, always do it. Like, shitty chopsticks off the street in Asia, yeah, you have to do that here no
0: oh okay uh don't add ice to your whiskey ever apparently whiskey is supposed to be uh drank yeah, man. full essence and that usually means at about and if temperature. anything
1: you should add just maybe a couple drops of water as you drink it to kind of help
0: yeah that's really taggy don't hag seat, hog seats on the first date of course we know you're not doing that but people often on first dates will spend up to an average of 20 minutes extra talking to get to know the person don't do that Okay, well, I didn't realize that. I'm so guilty of that. I people like-
1: do linger. People do linger. They, they pay their check. They get it all. They're sitting there. They have nothing in front of them. And they just sit there. Like, no, 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 no. That is ridiculous. Like, I would not go to the doctor's office in the middle of winter, go get an appointment, and be like, it's fucking cold. I'm just going to sit here for another hour until my <laughs> bus comes. Like, I would never do that. But, yeah, people can do that at restaurants all the time. And it's really obnoxious. Damn. Like, go in there, do your thing, and get out. Like, I'm, I'm actually notoriously known for walking into a restaurant. Sit down, order, eat, boom all these rules Time's up. good well, I mean, it's not rules it's just you got people just I think people lose their eye like they just they feel in a restaurant that they all of a sudden don't have to have manners or be polite like they're not normal citizens anymore right they're like paying when you're for walking on and- the street you're there you're saying excuse me when you walk by people you're being a little bit more polite you're doing things you know to kind of help out the this you know the the civilization as a whole it's like you get in a restaurant you're like no you're here to serve me i'm the king (laughs) and people just they turn to maniacs
0: they do uh this is from our guy Kaz, who's the owner Kaz sushi i will say this i do believe that you should never skimp on sushi and bikini waxes you get what you pay for
1: oh yeah yeah don't never
0: don't go for a cheap bikini wax it's awful
1: though there is some pretty good grocery store sushi Really? I found Where? some pretty good stuff. Whole Foods. Like, Yes Organic has some good stuff.
0: Yes or Organic. Okay, yeah, I'll yeah, try yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Khan says, go easy on the soy sauce. Uh, soy sauce, in Japan, the proper sushi etiquette is to dab, not dunk your roll.
1: Also, another thing to add to it, if you're one of those people that take your wasabi, mix it in your soy sauce, yes, and make that little that, slurry, yeah? that is so wrong.
0: Why? What are you supposed to do?
1: You're not supposed to mix it. You're supposed to just literally take a little bit. If you want to add more, because normally when you get like sashimi, right, they're already putting a little bit of soy on the fish and a little bit of wasabi under the fish between the rice. So they're doing it in the exact, the exact proportions that they think are going to be best with that piece of fish, right? So all of a sudden, you're sitting there just dunking it away. It's like they spent all this time making you this great fillet steak, and you just sit there. You're like, fuck it. Give me the barbecue sauce. <laughs> and you just, like, take it dunk it in a bunch of barbecue sauce just, like, eat it. It's like, oh, that was a waste of a perfectly good piece of meat. I know.
0: I feel bad for the you restaurant community. You should be community. slightly
1: dipping, and actually just, like, the fish part, into the soy sauce and then if you want, you add a little bit of wasabi on top. God,
0: the restaurant community must be so annoyed with us. Uh, and last thing they say don't play it too safe. People walk in all the time to nice restaurants or unfamiliar with products, and instead of getting outside their comfort zone and trying something new, they have the same thing and often request a lot of things to be taken off dishes. Don't do that.
1: Yeah. Don't ever ask. Sarah, you're one of those. You're notorious I am for nato- that.
0: I am. But here's the thing. Oh, my this God. Is- can I
1: please get your, um, can I please get the skate wing with the mashed potatoes? But instead of mashed potatoes, can I get to squash puree instead of the skate wing could I actually get a bison roast instead of like it's like why don't you what no
0: well here's the thing is i'm really worried i really want to go to japan and china i really want to you keep...
1: are never going to survive
0: i know mostly because of here's the thing i've such you're a such delicate a ecosystem no, no 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 no
1: it's not about your ecosystem yes. it's a wuss because here's the thing you'll never eat healthier than you ever like you'll never eat as healthy as you would in asia in america ever 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 so you'd actually eat healthier there than you ever would here sarah but I don't think you could sit there and actually, you know, get your mind past the notion of like, oh, I like don't think eating I noodles for noodles breakfast, eating noodles, yeah, eating noodles and fish in the morning, like a really thick fish broth soup. Oh. It's like, that's like what you eat in the breakfast, like, dude. But that was like, dude, awesome laksa was like my favorite breakfast item. It was this huge bowl of noodles and broth and fish parts and whatever. You just, ah, man, man. And you get the whole day, great. I lost like 15 pounds eating my face off in Asia.
0: I know, but here's the thing. I think I've just said to myself, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to travel, and I'm just going to be that American. I'm going to wear the walking shoes and the comfortable jeans, and, and I'm actually, just going to order the American breakfast. Yeah, I I can't, because my ecosystem, you know, I am like a tropical fish. If I start eating that crap, I'm going to either be severely constipated or severely the other way.
1: Um here's the thing. I will tell you I was much more worried about being severely the other way and it was not as bad. I really? only had one incident <laughs> in which I had to walk back to the hotel and change my pants. <laughs> okay,
0: okay. But like that okay. was one oh, time. I'm out of every like
1: out of, you know, all the other crazy meals I had,
0: I don't know. I know I'm the worst. But you can like
1: think about it. every place they'll charge like the crazy thing is you're going to go there and you're going to pain like for a continental breakfast every morning when you could have gone on the street and spent 75 cents for the most amazing breakfast of your life.
0: I I really You just got to be cool
1: with eating like dried anchovies and roasted peanuts with a hard boiled egg and some rice. Oh
0: God. Oh god. I die.
1: That was delicious.
0: I can't wait to travel with you when this podcast gets huge and we have to go places like when we're number 1 in Dubai because we had somebody write to us from Dubai. Oh really? And we traveled Was there. it my family?
2: No, <laughs> no. It actually wasn't just
0: this random guy who listens to us and he was like you guys should come to Dubai. I don't know if this is a trick. This or This is what. rad. Yeah, no, this is awesome. I've so, been to Dubai. It's like, amazing. When we go, I'm going to try and eat adventurous. Well, some. Dubai, you're not going to have anything
1: adventurous okay. in Dubai, Sarah. You're going to end up eating at Apple. That's the only place they still have Bennegan's in the world, I believe. So like, oh, you're going to be a lot of I'm like that... fancy, high end food in Dubai. You're not eating like ethnic <sighs> local cuisine in Dubai.
0: Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and break out and, okay. e- and expand. And then it. when we go to China or Japan. I will also try.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, unless you've gotten drunk Indian food, that is, you have not lived. Oh, that is the best.
0: I don't know if I could do it. There's so many, so many more stories I want to get to because I thought today we're not going to have time because Bowtie Joe is giving us a sports quiz, but um, I, I wanted to just save this for tomorrow because I think we can do it tomorrow. But there's actually a new product called Baby Pod, which uh, a renowned Spanish gynecologist invented a speaker that will transmit music to an unborn fetus through the mom's vagina. So I thought tomorrow you could be the speaker and I'll provide my vagina. Okay. And, and you could do some songs.
1: Do some, uh, what is that guy called? The trumpeter? Play- no, what's his name? The dude, Yanni. Y- no, it's his name. Not Yanni. Who's the guy that plays the saxophone with the curly head? Kenny G! Kenny oh, so G. you
0: would play that? Yeah, I think it dude. would be Well, I was thinking you could sing maybe like a Bonnie Rash song to me like a oh, Raitt song.
1: Oh, you want one of those. Songs. I thought you wanted like that you wanted your baby to come out like with a brain. <sighs> no, no, Like you really want no, that? No,
0: I want them to be basic.
1: You wouldn't want to play like something like classical like, you know, some classy classical music. I don't know, like Beethoven or something like
0: that. No.
1: Think about your vagina right now. (laughs) Your baby is sitting there conducting his little fingers. (laughs) Only partially formed. She's only three months. They're like nubs, aren't they? They're little nubs.
0: I will do that tomorrow. Okay, yeah, I'm down for that. The other thing I wanted to run by before we have Joe on. There's the, the hottest massage trend for 2016 is going to be a bitch massage. Have you ever heard of that?
1: A bitch massage? A bitch massage, yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm intrigued.
0: Well, I want one of these. I want to know where you can get them. Uh, but a bitch massage is apparently when they hold the base of your neck. Because massage therapists say, or a masseuse out of New York says, that you hold a lot of depression and anxiety right at the base of your neck. Okay. Uh, the idea of the bitch massage is that they rub your back while holding your neck very tightly. It's like a shushitsu Shushitsu, exorcism.
1: <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I think you just said Shishu. shit, but no, that's s- fine.
0: Shushitsu. <laughs> I don't know. it's stupid
1: Say it. I keep on no, saying say it. Me. I'm not going mean, to read it. I refuse I to read it. I
0: word anxiety and I refuse and shame to read this. it. I... Anyway, they rub the anxiety and depression out of your shoulders. It's a very vigorous rub um, that also goes to your lower back, your belly button, and various sweat spots. So you have to roll over and roll back. They'll do various PMS pressure points, so it's very good for women. Oh, that's great. They'll then apply steamed towels to the neck and back, mostly while focusing on pressure to the lower portion of the neck they're usually about 60 minutes long
1: this is such a farce of an article sarah i just typed in bitch massage on google and i did not get anything to do with articles no
0: this is legit this is Uh, from lipstick.com i literally
1: have no i'm sorry this is from
0: glamour.com
1: all right let me go to glamour what is
0: a bitch massage type it in from glamour
1: okay 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 okay
0: they say that 60 minutes will run you around 140 dollars. the top massage that is doing this is haven spa on Mercer Street in New York City, but is there one here?
1: Is there a bitch massage in D.C.? Yeah, I have to go look. I don't know. I don't think I've ever like Googled bitch massage until today, and I did not get the. Uh,
0: I'll tweet that out.
1: You know, did not I want get to know. Actual... I really
0: want a bitch massage because I believe that. I think there's you hold a lot of tension there in your lower neck. Um. Anyhow, we'll tweet that out. If you know where we can get a bitch massage, will you email Sarah S A R A H at heyfrae h e y f r a s e dot com? <laughs> also, really quickly. Oh my God. Uh, we have so much to get. I, I, I need like seven hours for this podcast. Okay. I go on and on. But I'm on episode six of Making a Murderer. Oh, my
1: gosh. And it is crazy.
0: Oh, my God. It's so disgusting. I'm telling you, it's going
1: gonna, it's gonna to upset you even more.
0: Well, yesterday, look, a lot of the uh, Stephen Avery's attorneys in that show were making the rounds, as well as the filmmakers, Laura Riccardi and Moria Demos, were on today's Show talking about it. And they actually say, this is a spoiler alert, by the way. Mm. So if you... If you don't want to hear it fine but um they were on today's show and they say that one of the jurors in the case has actually come forward and believes that avery is innocent uh do you want to play a couple of those clips? yeah take a listen we
2: do we were contacted by one of the
1: jurors who sat through stephen avery's trial and shared with us their thoughts um told us that they believe stephen avery was not proven guilty they believe that Stephen was framed by law enforcement mm-hmm. and that he deserves a new trial. Mm-hmm. And if he receives a new trial, in their opinion, it should take place far away from Wisconsin. Yeah. Ooh. Great. Great. Good. That's, ins- I'm telling you, and like, I, I don't want to be too much of a spoiler, but you actually, have you read...
0: Well, I don't mind spoilers. Like, I will read ahead. Like, while I'm watching the show, I will be Googling and hashtagging all these, like... Dude,
1: it's insane to know, like, how many people end up getting in trouble afterwards and how much shady shit they were involved in on the side and you're like wait these are the police that put this man in prison
0: oh my god it's so hard to watch it's so hard to watch i just can't even i actually can't watch it anymore before going to bed because it upsets me and all night long i just like want to become a criminal defense attorney and i'm like so upset about steven avery and brendan
1: oh my god and how stupid they are (laughs) like that's what really upsets me more than anything i was like oh my god you guys are so (laughs) stupid
0: is this really wrong? Because, you know, Brendan, poor thing. Yeah, he's not
1: the, not the sharpest <laughs> tool in the shed. I was thinking we
0: could do a soundboard of Brendan's voice. Cause oh, he just God. Go- <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> this is so That's wrong. Not- yeah.
0: This is so wrong, isn't it? I was thinking we could do a soundboard of Brendan's voice, and then we could prank call, like, Ken Kratz and the other attorney on the show. Is that just, like, too bad?
1: Pretty sure Ken Kratz uh, (laughs) does not have his phone number listed anymore.
0: Well, no, but we could just call Manitowoc uh, County.
1: Manitowoc?
0: Yeah. Why don't we just call the sheriff's department and then keep playing the soundboard? Is it
1: weird that I watch that show, and, like, I think in my head, I never, ever, ever want to step foot in the state of Wisconsin.
0: Me neither. I'm so fucking Like, afraid. I'm so
1: paranoid now. Yeah, like, what knowing how messed of... up they are. Like And, like, oh, dude, I used to go apple pick in Wisconsin as a kid. Never again.
0: Never, never again. Never again. I can't believe that Brendan's court-appointed attorney would let him be interrogated by those investigators for, like, two hours and not be there. I and mean, it's so—to me, it's so blatant, like— And not only that, but they were allowing Netflix and these filmmakers, or not Netflix, but the filmmakers at the time, to be embedded with them and record all this, use this recordings, and then his court-appointed lawyer isn't there. Isn't there at all. It's so bananas to me. I I just can't believe, I I don't know. I'm so outraged by this, though. I have such, like, I just want to troll these people.
1: So remember that one that came out on HBO with the guy that confessed to murder? Um, Jinx. Jinx. But right?
0: that guy was like, "Yeah, that guy that was insane, guy, right?" He insane in a so, multimillionaire.
1: But when you watch something like that, and you see at the end when he just like admits to it, yeah. and you see him like going to prison and stuff, you're like, "Wow!" When you get to the end of making a murderer, there he, is no like, you don't feel any closure. Spoiler. Yeah, spoiler. You are going to be upset.
0: I, I'm already upset. It's hard for me to watch. It's so fucking good, and mm. just so awful what they're doing to that. Uh, to somebody, two people who are clearly mentally handicapped. Uh, and that vial of blood, the vial of blood that has the, the hole so on it and obvious.
1: how like they still with like, oh, it's insane. It's
0: insane, insane, insane. So if you're into making a murderer, uh, oh, my God, we can't turn it off. Um, Bowtie Joe is going to be on next. He's giving us a sports quiz.
1: At some point. he just walked away. Wait,
0: do you have
2: to go use the restroom? No, I was going to get a glass Oh,
0: get, grab some water. No problem. I'll, I'll tease what we're going to be talking about tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, tomorrow on the show, Chuck Carroll is going to be here, our friend. He also used to be a reporter at 991, uh, which is now Bloomberg Radio. It used to be CBS News, I think. Uh, he's going to be on with his story. He lost 300 pounds, and he's going to tell you the five things to avoid when trying to lose weight because everybody makes that New Year's resolution. Mm-hmm. So he'll be on here. Remember the $190,000 offer that I got?
1: Yes. Okay.
0: Well, there's a little bit of the story that I, I need to go back and tell you about. Oh, so you didn't clarify. tell us the whole
1: story? Correct. That's weird. It's never happened before in our past.
0: <laughs> what? What's that mean? Where you've
1: only told me half the story, and then all of a sudden a quarter of the story comes out after that, when, and then a little bit more comes out after that.
0: Oh, wait. Okay. Well, let's save that story. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway. Uh, so I I have a little update for you on that. Uh, as I mentioned, Chuck will be here. Sammy also is going to create some music for my vagina if I would ever have a kid because apparently playing sounds into your hoo-ha is the way to have a smart child. And yeah. I guess the Stephen Avery soundboard didn't go, or the Brendan Avery soundboard didn't go over very well.
1: No, I guess you did not want to. I guess <laughs> it's, not, it's not getting as much traction on Twitter as you thought it was.
0: Anyway, we'll have all that. Uh, Bowtie Joe is next. We're going to do a little a sports quiz.
1: Don't read my paper. I got sports music for it. Did you like that? Awesome!
0: All right, bowtie Joe, get right up here. Get close to the dick <laughs> on the mic. All
2: right, you ready? Are you ready?
0: Uh, yes, I'm ready. By the way, bowtie Joe, longtime friend, fan of the show, mm-hmm. financial advisor, over and now manager. Right. event manager, extraordinaire. Putting on the event, January 29th. You'll meet him. True. Can I give you an endorsement yet? No. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right, you got a quiz for us because you were giving us a hard time last. Whatever, before we went on break, before we went on because my
1: athletic knowledge is superior.
0: Sammy doesn't know anything about sports, and I say, Hey, look, I want to be on sports, and in fact, I'm trying to pitch myself to some news outlets as a sports gossip columnist. Oh,
1: really? Yeah, wow, what do you think? I can't wait for you to fact check and call and get fired again for calling <laughs> someone Wong or Wang when their name is Wong.
0: I don't have a great command of the English language, okay? Why don't you stop hitting below the belt? Next
1: up, we got Derek (laughs) Jeter.
0: Stop it.
1: The greatest basketball player of all time, Michael Jordan. I feel like that's exactly how it would go. Michael Jordan, he shoots again. (laughs) He's so good with that
0: accent. First of all, it's fucking Michael Jordan. It's Scotty Pipin.
1: (laughs) Scotty Pipin. Isn't that bad? That's the only basketball players I can think of are like people from the 90s when I was like a kid. That's horrible. Oh
0: my God. I know a lot more than that. Yeah? Yeah, absolutely. I'm about ready to throw it down here on this quiz. By the way, I got a $15 gift card to Subway.
1: (laughs) It's a Subway so you can eat fresh
0: all right, I got a $15 gift card to Subway up for this contest, right? If you win it, Sammy, you get it.
1: Good, because I'm going to eat lunch. If
0: I win, I'm going to give it out. All right. To a listener. I'm going to kick your ass. All right, Joe. <laughs> okay. You know how much what I know doing? about Tom Brady? <laughs> First of all, it's Tom Brady. And I had a story about actually what he eats oh. to maintain. He's 38 years old, by the way. Is it one f- of the greatest quarterbacks oh, of all time. He is
1: one of the greatest quarterbacks for of all time. the Patriots. Time. Yep. Mm-hmm. Now, who's the greatest ass back of all time? Who? <laughs> Exactly. You don't know that fact, do you?
0: What's the ass back?
1: The ass back. The person that get on the field, and they're like, hey, get your ass back on the bench. That was always my position.
0: Okay. Yeah. What are we doing? Best out of what, Joe? Five. Best out of five. Okay. I
2: I tried to get as much D.C. area sports knowledge as possible. And you're probably not going to get the exact numbers, but it's kind of like Price is Right style, where oh, okay. you have to,
1: okay. It's who can get the closest? You already said numbers. This means I'm going to kick her ass in it.
2: But here's the thing. The whole thing is conceptualized to see who can get, who has an idea of what these numbers are. Okay? Okay. You ready? Okay.
0: I'm, I am totally ready.
2: All right. Kirk Cousins just set the Redskins record for yards passing in a season. Mm-hmm. How many yards did he pass for? And it's closest to, I'm not doing this under over $1 uh, BS. This is okay. what I
1: hate about the Imperial system. I'm such a fan of metric. Can Do you I want tell to you the first? answer in meters?
2: <laughs> it's the same, by the way.
1: Um, okay. I say, what, like 100 yards for a touchdown? Probably does like three touchdowns. So like 300. The and season, were, like, I'm like 10 games. So like, I don't know, 3,000. Okay.
0: I'm going to say he passed for 900. Yards. Yards.
2: All right. First of all, um, there's 16 games in a season. Okay. Whatever. Um, but Sammy's closer. It was 4,166 yeah, yeah. yards.
0: Yeah! Oh, God. God. Okay. Math. <laughs> Shut
2: up. <laughs> Math.
0: Whatever. Okay. Next question. That was fine. I gave him one. Uh,
2: second question. Alexander Ovechkin holds the record for the Capitals for most goals in a season. How many goals did he score in that season? Holy Paul.
1: Dude, I thought you were going to ask me like... Oh, the Anaheim Angels play what sport? Like that's the kind of. I mean.
2: <laughs> how about this? How about this? I'll change no. it to something no, no, easier. No, no, no! Hold
1: on, that. hold on! I got this one. I got okay, this one. Fine. I got What's this one.
0: What's your guess?
1: Go. Oh, you want me to go first because sure. you know I'm gonna be right. Okay, sixty-two.
0: Um, I don't even know was if that's a real say... number. I don't even know how many
1: games there are in a season. Like. I'm gonna 18... say fifty-two.
0: Sixty-five. Oh my <laughs> God! <laughs> yes. I, I hate this game. Oh my God. Two to right, zero. You Are you Googling stuff?
1: See, I'm not Googling anything. I have a
2: cast pod up right now.
0: <sighs> All right. You ready for okay, the next so one? This, I have to get this right or I'm out. Okay.
2: Bryce Harper signed a deal in, for two years in 2014. How much money did last year's league MVP make in that season? Salary-wise. I'm not talking about endorsements. Oh.
0: $110 million.
2: For one season. Yes. All right. I'm going to go prices Right rules. $1. One dollar is correct in what? this scenario. He made two and a half million dollars last year. Uh, yes!
0: I hate this game so much.
2: Whatever. This is my championship I, I music like this, right here.
0: N- this says nothing Ta-da. about my
2: sports
0: career. <laughs> Dun, dun, who's getting a foot long today? All right, first of, this of all, I, guy. I, need to, I need
1: to do What's a couple the, things. What was the yes.
0: name? Leche de,
1: Leche Leche de, de Tigre. Tigre. Yeah,
0: Leche de Tigre. That's
1: what I'm going to add. Like, <laughs> do you guys have any Leche de Tigre you can put on my, uh, on my sub? Yeah, Leche de Tigre. On my meatball sub?
2: Um, so, yesterday you were talking about Johnny Manziel? Yes. Um, yes. Well, I think he was, I think he entered treatment as an alcoholic. I don't know if he's actually an alcoholic, so when he's in Vegas drinking at a club, it's a problem.
0: I totally... Yeah, exactly. I agree. Just to
2: Sammy, that, that argument from yesterday. Thank you. No, I think he's rad. That was good Whatever. You guys are pussies. <laughs> <laughs> Next question.
0: What were the other questions? Yeah. Uh,
2: Chris Rolfe was the leading scorer for DC United last season. How Lama. many goals did he the
1: score? The answer is llama, Lama. <laughs> How many goals did he score? Llama.
2: I don't know what llama is. That's, I don't know either, man. Who's the hell is Chris Rolfe? <laughs> You know what I do? DC United's leading score. and apparently not, not going to be a guest uh, on this show. I
0: say 13.
2: Okay. I'm going to say 64. 10. Oh, shit. Yes!
1: I got one! Yes! After the game's already over. I still get the Subway gift card. Actually, I
2: have two more questions, so she could potentially tie.
1: No, no. I already won the Subway gift card. These are
2: all for fun now. These are all for fun. All right. Um... I was looking, I looked this up. This was interesting. This is, uh, that was all four of our D.C. sports teams. So. Okay. Um, according to Wikipedia, Floyd Mayweather was the highest paid athlete in 2015. How much money did he make? $110 million.
0: Shoot, I thought that was that, too. I think he made $225 million.
2: Made $300 million oh last million. year. Damn! Yeah. And then, really I, as I was looking that up, I found a bonus uh, question. Okay. Of the top 100 highest-earning athletes in 2015, this is worldwide. According to Wikipedia, who made the most in endorsements? Oh, duh. Lionel Messi. I, I
0: Wrong. Uh, it's either Michael Jordan or LeBron I mean, Michael James. Jordan? <laughs> Stop it. I know who he is.
2: Michael Jordan, yeah. One of my favorites.
0: You're making me sound like I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs>
2: LeBron James. Um, so Michael Jordan supposedly made like 200 million dollars last year, but I think that they're only counting current athletes. Okay. Mm-hmm. He's a businessman at this point. Um, Tiger Woods made what? 50 million dollars in endorsements. Tiger last year. Woods.
0: Oh, I, people are still endorsing him.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, but look what? at the positives there. His what? wife made his ex-wife made 25 million dollars. <laughs> That's true. So, good for it. Good for her. Good for Elin. No, no. Elon, Elon Nordigran. That's I believe how you pronounce Stop it.
0: You make me nervous. Dude,
1: what's wrong, Sarah? I know you had your Arabica coffee this morning, <laughs> like you're feeling good.
0: Elon, I just need a second. Sometimes I just speak before I think. Why? Because
1: because God. What's wrong? I thought you said Tiger Wads, really good. Wads?
0: <laughs> right, okay, manana, manana. All right, we'll be back tomorrow. Chuck Carroll will be on. We have so much to discuss as well, including a foot fetish website that has reached out.
1: Which is phenomenal. So
0: whose feet do they want? Sammy's? Oh, God. Or Siri's?
1: Or Sarah's? Which one?
0: All right, bye, everybody. Follow us on social media. Snapchat, Instagram, and Twitter under Hey Fridge. Yeah. In what? January 29th. January 29th. Look for tickets. DCImprov.com. They will be up today or tomorrow. Bye. Bye. Miguel. Juan. Juan.